Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Father, let them be supernatural. Let them be supernatural. Let them be supernatural. My call, my ministry, let them be supernatural. And let them also be spectacular. Something can be supernatural without being spectacular. But when it is a combination of supernaturality and spectacularity, it gives you an advantage of lasting in ministry. Can you speak to God in Jesus' name? Speak to God in the name of Jesus. And somebody say an amen. Now, I have a little book in my hand. This book is called Explosive. Explosive. There are five books I wrote on explosion. One of them is called Explosion. Another one is called Explode. Then this one is called Explosive. And then there is one called Explosives. And there is a final one called Explodables. If you can go to Amazon, you can find them. Even in Ghana, I think you can place, um, you can purchase a soft copy of the book, uh, electronic copy of the book on Amazon. If you go to Amazon.com and you key in my name and you look for explosive, you will find a copy of the book and then um, you can read it and God will bless your life. But in this book, explosive, in the first chapter, I talked about the fact that everything about the Christian's life is explosive. And being explosive, the life is supernatural and there is a lot of spontaneity with it. And then there's spectacularity. Spectacular is something that is exciting. You want to see it. It's dramatic. I want to speak about the call and the ministry together. The other day, I, I listened to somebody uh, I like listening to people, especially people that are against Christianity. They are against Christianity. They are against, especially the modern day church. They are against our preaching. They, they are even against Jesus Christ and the existence of Christ. They don't believe that anybody exists called Jesus Christ. They believe that all this church thing is a scam. They believe it's not real. Now, I was listening to one of them, and the person was talking about and, and most of what the person was talking about was a concern that if the Christians say God is real and they say God is that powerful and they say Jesus Christ is powerful and they say the anointing is real then why are we not seeing the things that are written in the Bible in our day well you can dismiss them and say they are unbelievers and they are going to hell you can shout and scream but I think you know what ladies and gentlemen the only answer to the questions some of these people ask is that the supernatural must come back. It is the man, Gideon, who an angel appeared to and said, that mighty man of Allah, the Lord is with you. And he said, if God is with us, then where are all the miracles our fathers used to talk about? Where are the miracles? You know, it's not a matter of telling people, just believe, you don't, you don't have to see anything, just believe. Just believe. You don't have to see anything. We, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. 
I agree with all that. But you know what? It was John who said that which our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. And that which our hands have handled will declare unto you. So you want to believe God that wherever you are, that the anointing of God will come upon you, your Christian life will be real, that you were born again, and your, your new birth is supernatural. That number two, you, your baptism, your water baptism is supernatural. So the ones who go to baptize people in water, should, they shouldn't conduct water baptism like a ritual or a ceremony. You know, we allow ceremonies to be so many that we are not expecting the supernatural in what we are doing. So you go to some places and when it is time for um, baptism, it is all about getting a new robe and then when they finish that, they hold a party, then they hold some kind of celebration and the celebrations and the party just takes away the supernaturality. The thing is, we are not expecting the supernatural. Holy Ghost baptism some people say, well, you, you can have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to see anything. You don't have to hear anything. And then for the traditional or classical Pentecostal or the charismatic person, when you receive the Holy Ghost and you are speaking in tongues, that is it. We are not believing God to speak in known tongues. Because I tell you, if people were walking about and somebody who has never, who is not an Inzima person, grew up all her life in Boku, or his life in Boku, has never spoken in Zima and goes to Nzima land on transfer and starts speaking fluent in Zima, preaching the gospel. Oh, people will believe. I want us to pray today by the time I finish. Lord, the supernatural must come back. People are asking questions and we must see something. You see, they are challenging us. Let's go and pray and stop this ordinary Christianity. The celebrations are too many. Celebrations, partying. We, we, are, we are practically like unbelievers. The other day I was telling mommy that if you remove entertainment from most churches, it will collapse. The Bible said, and King Darius, that day, he took music from his presence. He said, no music. Because Daniel is in the lion's den. But you know, people, even at funerals, we want to dance. That is charismatic for me. We want to dance, we want to sing, we want our music. So one day cannot do a three-day program, five days program, no music. Just prayer. And if we are going to sing, everybody just sing with your normal voice. And then let's worship God it will shock you. you. One day, let's try it and let's see the power of God. Because, you know, if you want to see that thing where Paul and Silas at midnight were in the prison and the Bible said they were singing and they were praising God and all of a sudden, angels invaded the prison, started opening gates and, and there was earthquake and, and light was shining and prison gates were open, chains were broken. Listen to me. Those people were not depending on organ and depending on guitars and, and depending on drums. Something must change. Look at the Islamic religion. They have practiced it without all the things we have in our churches. If you condemn the top here now, many churches will collapse. 
asori ni nye dia kura ukwa wehu music bia en wosoye asori ni nye we want entertainment the whole of the kingdom of God has become entertainment can you imagine you go to a church where there's no music there, there's no there's no drum there's nothing huh? you, you just get frustrated but we want to place emphasis on the supernatural we want to expect the supernatural we want to believe God that father we want the supernatural we want that thing which is beyond the natural something beyond the natural something outside of the natural something that defies natural law something that defies science we want healing that defies science we want anointing that defines science we want provision that defies science we want it we want it we want the protection of god that defies science you can believe god for that and i pray that this evening you will get it so new birth water baptism baptism in the holy ghost tonight i want to be talking about the call the call the call is when god enlists you into the ministry brings you into the ministry many people don't have a supernatural call they don't their call is not supernatural that is why a pastor can resign the ministry and go and become a businessman that is how somebody can be in a ministry and just resign huh? that is how somebody um, diner, that is how somebody can be in the choir or the boat or ushering and resign and leave and that is because God didn't call them they don't have a call that is tangible that is how somebody can be an usher and, and just go off because the thing is not a call that is how somebody can be a prayer warrior and stop because you know they were not called and some of them who were called the call is so ordinary the call is so ordinary they don't have this, those moments when they can say God came to me and God said to me we don't have a tangible experience you don't have a point of reference you see what whatever you are doing I, there's something I call the point of reference at what point at what point the time you get born again is at a certain point. The time you are water baptized is at a certain point. The time you are baptized in the Holy Ghost is at a certain point. And the time you receive the call into the ministry is at a certain point. You can receive every call is supernatural. But when the call is supernatural, and the supernatural is confirmed is is the supernatural is also confirmed by spectacularity or something spectacular it stays with you for life it stays with you for life and those people that are called supernaturally and there is something spectacular that goes with the call they remember it all their life they can they can tell you at this point i encountered god i met god at this time god ministered to me at this point Spirit of God came upon me at this time. The Lord said this to me at this particular time. And Paul one of, was one of the people whose call was supernatural. You know, that some people, the way they get the call is that they are just there and then all of a sudden they feel like um, I, they feel something. 
And then they decide that I want to go to Bible school. And then you see that they will get up and then they go to Bible school and they say, well, God called them. And you tell them, how did you go to the Bible school? Well, I just felt like I should go to the Bible school and train myself. So they just got up and they went to the Bible school to train themselves. That, that is like deciding you want to be a doctor and you go to the university to go and train to be a doctor. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But if you go to the Bible school or you go to an institution to be trained to do the ministry, but you didn't get an encounter, you are not likely to last. You are praying that the same manner in which God called people in the Bible and put them in the ministry, that that is the way God will call them. So here is Paul on his road to Damascus, on his way to Damascus. And he's going to catch believers and bring them to Jerusalem to be imprisoned and to be punished for the ministry. And the Bible said, as Paul journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined about him a light from heaven. I want to ask a question. Since the days of Paul, where is the light? Has the light stopped shining? Why, why, why is the light not shining? Why are people not encountering the light? So some people are asking, if this Bible is true, then why are we not seeing the things that are written in the Bible? I announced to somebody listening to me online, you are the next person to see a light. You are the next person to see a light. You will open a door and the room is dark and you see Jesus sitting in a chair and waiting for you. Receive that in the name of Jesus. Believe it, it's possible. Get out of this religious Christianity. Religion. Dry. No manifestation of God. No manifestation of the Holy Ghost. No revelation. No encounter. So, so the, the slightest thing and people are confused. They backslide. And that's why the backsliding is so much in our churches. And the backsliding is so much. Look at the way. You know why people divorce so easily? There is no encounter. No, that's not God. Many people who get married, God didn't send them. They just felt some few hormones misbehaving in their blood. And they were looking for innocent persons to unleash the hormones on. And they got up and jumped into it and they called their marriage. But they cannot tell that God is in this marriage. It's not, no, it's not like Isaac and Rebecca. It's not like Isaac and Rebecca. It's not like that. That, that is not how they entered their marriage. God did not speak to them, this is your wife or this is your husband. They, did, they, they, they didn't encounter God. They went in light, light, very light. They just got up, they just entered. You just feel some three confused hormones moving in your system. And, uh, why are you trying to marry a person? Oh, when I see her, my heart starts jumping. Your heart is confused. Go and pray. We're praying. Just believe God. And when it comes to the ministry, where is the light? A light from heaven. A light from heaven. There is no way during your call you will see that kind of light and you backslide. It's not possible. Look at when he was talking to Agrippa later. He said, King Agrippa, I saw a light and I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He said, what I saw was so vivid, there is no way I can backslide. 
nowhere. He was going to Macedonia. He said, I saw a man who appeared to me and said, come over to Macedonia and help us. It was an encounter. I want to ask you, what have you encountered? What have you seen? What has appeared to you? You are just in the world. You see no light. You feel no wind. You sense no fire. You just operate by assumption. And you follow the majority. Oh, this is what the majority believes. So me to let me believe. That kind of walk in life cannot take you anywhere. I pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your hand somewhere and begin to declare, Father, give me my own experience. I want my own experience. I need my own experience. I need my own fire. I need my own light. I want the glory of God to appear to me as an individual. Father, I like what you did in Paul's life. I like what you did in Peter's life. I appreciate what you did in John's life. I have used them as examples, but Father, give me my own point of reference. Can you pray wherever you are? Can you lift up your hand and speak to him? Pray, Father, give me my own light. Mm. The foolish virgins tried to borrow oil. It didn't work. <laughs> because these are not days you can borrow oil. This is not the day you can borrow oil. You cannot borrow another person's experience. They will tell you that that is in the Bible. Where is your own? That's why people are walking about, oh, and I call on the God of Isturanaba. I call on the God of this and this. I call on the God. Where is your own God? <laughs> you must have your own experience. Lord, I receive my own light. In Jesus' name, lift up your hand online somewhere. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the experiences that are written in the Bible, in the word of God. These things are written as examples for me. They are not written as exemptions for others. Father, I pray unto you now for my own experience. In the name of Jesus, shout an amen. So, as he journeyed, the Bible says, suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. A light from heaven. A light. Can you imagine daytime, heat, midday, when the sun is in its strongest power, another light is shining. And Paul later on said that that light was brighter than the brightness of the sun. How can a light be brighter than the sun? That must be the sun of righteousness. And when the light hit him, he fell to the earth. Huh? I'm talking about supernaturality. He fell to the earth. And then he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou? I remember those years, those years, those years. When evangelists were getting born, when evangelists were getting born again and were being called into the ministry as evangelists those years, 
and they are giving their testimonies. Some of them will tell you they used to be wizards and Jesus Christ appeared to them. Some will say they were witches and Jesus appeared to them. Some will say they were armed robbers and Jesus appeared to them. Some were armed robbers. They stole the things. They were going to run with the things and they saw a man standing in front of them like light and he said, I am Jesus. Repent. And they gave their life to Christ. You go to North Africa and that is the way the people are getting converted. I hear the stories from the Arab world. Jesus Christ is appearing to people. He himself is appearing to people and dragging them into the kingdom. Those are the kind of callings I'm talking about. So he's saying, I fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Now, so this is Jesus talking to Saul. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be shown you what thou must do. And the man that journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Now that is even enough. To hear a voice but see no man will convince you that something supernatural is happening something supernatural. I pray that God will give you something supernatural. For those of us who come from Africa in particular, you need something supernatural because, you see, the witches, they see something supernatural in the negative supernatural. Wizards, they see it. Enchanters, they see it. Diviners, they see it. As believers, we must see something in the positive realm of the supernatural. The calling of God on our lives is always supernatural. But the spectacular, the spectacular makes the supernatural even more powerful. And I'm praying that in God's calling on your life, you will receive something that is supernatural. You can imagine you are Nathaniel and you stand in front of Jesus and he says that whilst you were under the tree, I saw you. We pray for the supernatural. I believe God all the time for the supernatural. And you know, it is my belief. I don't, I don't know about you. I believe that the slow rate at which the church of Jesus Christ grows, the small impact we make. I also believe that the reason why there are so many unbelievers who attack the church of Jesus Christ the way they do is because of the lack of the supernatural. Because I believe that if the supernatural operates and breaks out in the church, in the body of Christ, the way it should, I believe that even our opposers, many of them will stop. Can you imagine us going back to the day when somebody stretched his hand to slap a prophet and when he raised the hand, the hand got stuck in the air. I believe those days are coming back. I believe that the time people will open their mouth and they cannot close that mouth, those days are coming back. Father, we call for the return of the supernatural in our calling, in our ministries, in the manifestation of the glory of God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands and shout an amen. Listen. Even when it comes to marriage, even when it comes to marriage, a lot of the marriage counseling, we, we need them because the supernatural is not working. No, the supernatural is not working. 
Look at when, when, what is the name of that man? Nabal, the foolish man. When he tried to endanger his whole family by his actions, God spared Abigail and the rest of the family. Nabal himself died within, within, no, within days, the man was gone. So you, you don't have to now counsel a fool forever. God himself knows how to take away the fool. Look at David dancing in front of God and Michal is mocking the man of God and saying, look at the way the man of God is dancing and despise the man of God. What happened? Her womb was shut. Never got a child. God himself knows how to teach people lessons. But here is the case sometimes people can sit in a marriage and fool about and counselors will counsel and counsel and counsel and counsel and get tired. And at a certain point, Ben Yen will go and pray and say, Father, I'll leave this situation to you. Teach them lessons. If the man is lying down, seven lizards come and climb his face. You will not need to counsel again. He goes to the WC and nothing is coming out for one month. And the stomach is bloating like a pregnant man. When he comes, you tell him, repent. If foolishness can leave your belly, the other thing will come out. It will reduce your amount of work. I'm praying that the supernatural, somebody under the sound of my voice. That is why Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. You see, without those signs following us who believe, it is difficult for others to believe. Simon the sorcerer only believed when he saw the signs and the wonders and the miracles that Philip was doing. Oh, I'm praying for you. May you walk in signs and wonders and miracles. May the anointing rest upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the spirit of God rest on you. May, may you walk in signs and wonders. May a miracle take place in your life in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about the calling, the calling, the calling, the calling. You need, listen, you need, there's a book we used to read, the evidence that demands a verdict. But ladies and gentlemen, you need some evidence that would defy the skeptics. Now, look at me. You yourself need something, any one of you under the sound of my voice, listen to me right now. You need an experience that will never leave you. There's something I tell myself all the time. I tell myself that if I didn't have tangible experience of Jesus Christ. The things people write against the church, the things they say against ministers, the things they say against men of God, they say, the things they say about churches and the way people run down the church. If I didn't have my personal experience, I'm sure I would be discouraged by now. And without the personal experience, if I was sitting in church as a normal, ordinary congregation member and I don't have my own faith on which I stand, Oh, Jesus, I'm sure it would have shaken me and taken me out of the kingdom. So Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, I came to you not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that the church of Jesus 
will begin to demonstrate signs and wonders and miracles and generate the supernaturality in such a way that the unbelievers cannot doubt it. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.